The halfling can be seen striking the door handle and locking mechanism with the backside of his hatchet. The sound of metal on metal echoes loudly throughout the chamber room. Ting, ting, ting. Time is of the essence. The tree can't be far. Ting, ting, ting. Crack. The handle falls off, and a moment of silence follows. The door opens from inside. The party is met by six goblins, who are equally startled. Both sides yell and shriek in surprise. Ah. Oh. Combat begins. Rolls have been made. Alright, for this one we're going to do it slightly differently than normal, so I'll explain later. The first goblin, who opened the door, reaches for a scimitar. He is quickly met by Dempsey, who is already wielding his hatchet. The back end of the axe strikes the goblin in the skull, crushing it dropping the creature where it stands. The second goblin unsheaths her dagger and plunges it into the side of the ranger. It becomes lodged in the leather chest piece. The bull mastiff latches down under the goblin's arms, crushing it, forcing it to release the grip on the dagger. Ding! The dagger falls to the ground. A scorpion tied to the end of a walking stick is thrust into the face of a third goblin. Stinger makes contact with the creature several times before it crumples to the ground. A wrestling match ensues. Hair is pulled, hands and fingers are bitten, punches are thrown, weapons are drawn, and blood is shed. After a few seconds of extreme violence, five goblins lay in a pile at the doorway. There, down the stairs. I think one of them's getting away. Yep, there it is. Dexter, help. I think he's getting away. A trail of blood can be traced down the damp and crumpled steps, which descend quickly. The party passes over the fallen goblins, sprinting down the stairs. At the end of the staircase, the path takes a sharp right turn, revealing a long hallway which stretches approximately 100 feet. Halfway down the passage, the goblin can be seen resting against the wall, with both hands clutching its abdomen. Protector of the Twilight Grove, please come to my aid. Help us. The goblin turns and faces the party, as they can be seen running down the hall. Silence. If you value your life, you will stop yelling. Alrighty, uh, make a persuasion check, or I guess an intimidation check. Alright, Erky rolls a 14. Uh, the goblin looks down at its blood-soaked hands. At this time, it seems to be obeying your requests and remain silent. Make a medicine check for Dempsey. 15. 14 plus 1. The creature is most likely beyond saving. It has been stung multiple times by Meepo's scorpion. Eh, the poison is starting to set in. Where is your master? <laughs> <laughs> you fools. Yeah. Where is the girl? Or where is the tree? It's in your best interest to answer these questions. <laughs> you fools. Your fate is already decided. Head through those doors. Through those doors, you'll find what you're looking for. 
through those doors. Fine. The goblin slumps over to the side and lets out a final exhale. <sighs> Combat has ended. Alright, obviously I did that one a little differently. Normally we would make rolls and it would be probably like a 20 minute ordeal. But since we fought goblins so many times already, I think this is just more useful if we run it as though it's just like a narrative story. I think it just makes more sense just to kind of quickly gloss over some of these things. I don't want to remove all the enemies, but I think sometimes, you know, waves and waves of enemies are there for a reason. They're just to use your spell slots to, you know, to take health away, basically to drain the party. And I think we have more things going on that are a little more pressing. So to avoid, you know, 10 more sessions of just fighting goblins and twig blades, that one was done that way. So I'll get into it in more detail, maybe if we do a Q&A or follow-up episode. So if you have any questions later on, ask me. But for now, we're going to move forward with the story as you successfully defeated six of those goblins. Bodies are looted, and the party catches their bearings. So, let's just roll in what you got. Alright, I bet. Uh, in total, you loot 23 silver, 17 copper, a jar of pickled toes, and a small wooden shield with leather hand straps. On the back side, there are some faded words written in dwarvish, but they are no longer legible. Oh. Ah, shocking. This shield fits me nicely, actually. Hmm. Must have belonged to an adolescent dwarf. It will come in use. I hope not, but pretty much guarantee it will. Erky bows his head and recites a quick prayer. May you find the rest, wherever you are. Hopefully this shield is kinder to me than it was to you. Meanwhile, Meepo is absolutely devouring the pickle toes. He, his little reptile hands are deep inside the jar. He's fishing out the blackened toes one by one. Just chomping them away. Dempsey also wastes no time. He begins jogging down the hallway quietly and quickly. Roll a stealth check. 13 plus 3, 16. The ground is mostly dirt and fungus. Vines are growing up the walls and seem to be originating from the direction you're heading. The foliage does a good job absorbing and muffling any noises made. Dempsey is presented with two doors, one on the left and one at the end of the hallway. You attempt to open the first door, which is the one on the left. At this time, Meepo, Erky, and Dexter are by your side. The door is locked. Ah, blast. Oh, yeah. Almost forgot. I'll try my keys, I guess. You try your key ring. Fix your second. However, they do not fit. You are out of luck. I'll let you roll a dexterity check. However, the DC is set very high. So I'll say you're able to use daggers. Um, 
daggers and arrow, and some of the keys on your ring to make a makeshift thieves tool set. So, Dempsey gets an eight. Uh, I'll let Erky try. Erky gets a five. Ugh. Well, this is beyond frustrating. Eh, roll an intelligence check for Meepo. Eleven minus one. Ten. Ah, the star's locked. Everyone budge. The kobold can be seen struggling at the door with the scorpion stick tied to his back, cage skunk is tethered to his satchel, box of centipedes at his waist, and a handful of vials can be heard clanking in his pockets. He is giving the door all he's got, and nothing is coming of it. Oh. Meepo give up. Meepo failure. Meepo lose dragon. Meepo left behind by Eustriel. Meepo's no help. You look at Erky, and he looks back. Uh, neither of you seem to know what to say. Uh, you're too hard on yourself, Meepo. You've got uh, plenty of skills, right, Dempsey? Uh, yeah. Yes, you do. You've got, uh... You've killed more goblins than any of us. With rocks, too. And, um... Speaking of rocks, you have a rock gut. You're capable of eating your weight in pickled toes, apparently. Uh, I've seen you eat bugs, raw fish, dead rats. You've come in handy here. And, uh, I believe you've got a few more uses yet. Dempsey smiles as he looks at the kobold. Now, hand me one of your flasks. A fire flask. Meepo fishes out one of the vials of alchemist fire out of his pocket and hands it to you. Oh, hell yeah. Let's burn this door down. Alrighty. Let's do, uh, this door. Points to the one on the left. Stand back, everyone. The ranger whips the vial at the door and it erupts in bright orange and white light. Quick flash of heat can be felt. Roll a d20 with the plus four modifier. This is just to see where the vial lands on the door. Eight plus four, 12. So the vial hits slightly lower than you wanted, but nonetheless, the door is on fire and currently burning. Roll a d20. This is to determine whether or not the fire burns long enough to create an opening. 15, perfect. The door burns for several minutes. It slowly fades and begins to smolder. The hall starts to fill with smoke. I think the fire's out. <clears throat> fire is out, and you're able to see through the door. It has basically created a doggy door. If you were any larger, I'd say you, you couldn't pass through their opening, but you are a party of little ones. So you're able to bend down there. I think I can... Yeah, I think we can get through here. Yeah, I can fit here. I'll go first. Not too bad of a fit. So, um, Erky slides through, and then quickly after the rest of the gang starts to crawl underneath the, the charred opening. A layer of soil covers the floor. Rough wooden shelves filled with a scattering of tomes and scrolls line the north and east walls. 
and a rough-hewn desk stands at the center of the chamber. Fungus on the ceiling provides light, apparently in sufficient quantity to nourish several small bushes and pale saplings that grow in the soil. Oh, looks like a little library, like a study room. Well, luckily we didn't burn this whole thing down, I guess. Just be careful, everyone. I don't want to... I don't know. Just be careful. If this is somebody's reading room, I'm sure. It can only mean that we're close to the tree and possibly close to that outcast fella. Alright, you spend a little bit of time searching around and let you make a perception check. Alright, ten. You are all kind of doing your thing. You're all looking through the through the shelves, looking on the desk, opening drawers. You notice that there is another door. You try it for a second and you realize it looks like you're going to be able to open that door. It, it locks from the inside. And you're on the inside, but you're going to use this time just to kind of Assess the situation, maybe gather some info on who it is you're looking for. Ah, would you look at that? Um, after about five minutes of looking through these journals, most of them seem to just be cataloging just precipitation in the area and different growth markings. Essentially just agricultural information, just you know, stuff that almost a farmer would be concerned of. I think I found someone's journal. I believe it's Balak's journal. I'll go ahead. I'll open it up. What does it say? What's that first page say? Yeah. Alright. Um. Got good penmanship. Start right here at the beginning. Alrighty. Dempsey grabs the journal. It looks rather weathered. But nonetheless, he grabs it and picks up and opens the very first page. Alright. October the 8th, 1473. After nine months spent searching through every corner and crevice of the Candlekeep Library, I can say I have officially succeeded. Today will mark the beginning of a new world. I have found it. The book, which was hand-delivered by a vampire bat, years past, is now in my very possession and is more than I could ever have hoped. There is proof of a tree which offers immortality. The book describes in perfect detail a ruby-red apple that can rid the host of any disease, cure any wound, prolong life. I can only imagine the positive impact this will have on the world. And attached to the book is a seed. I am shaking with anticipation. I alone can grow my very own Gothias tree. Last, I pause for now. I'm on my way to present my findings to the council. Below is writing. There is the Emerald Enclave seal. Looks like it's hand-drawn. Alright, S is block. Sounds like there's more. I'm gonna th thumb forward a little bit. Uh, here, here's a good one. Success! The seed which was attached to the book is now a living sprout. It's too early to tell, but I hope to find out soon the exact species I have on file. It's only a matter of days. Before long, the world will know my name. My work will save millions. Hmm. Some of these are water stained. I'm gonna thumb forward a little bit more. Down here, halfway. You can tell there's a, a change in his tone here. This one says, 
I'm running out of options. My pleas are falling on deaf ears. I presented my findings to the council, and to my dismay, they wish to no longer move forward. The Emerald Enclave is run by weak-minded cowards, too afraid to act. They fear my work will disrupt the balance of nature. I believe I made a fatal error in handing over my only living sapling. Dempsey continues to skip ahead. Here's another one. The horror of the betrayal. They stole everything from me. Reject my work? Let this day live in infamy. The day the Emerald Enclave destroyed the sapling. Throw me out, will you? I have officially been removed from the Emerald Enclave. I've been labeled a threat. I didn't mean I was merely upset. She had no right to burn down my sapling. I am now on my own. Skipping ahead here. The seed came from somewhere. If there are more out there, I will find it. The book points to the north. The north I shall head. What's the last page say? I'm interested, but what's the last page say? Um, let's see. Last legible page says... Sanctuary. The Mother Gothias tree has been found. Oh, but it is sick. I will revive it or die trying. The tree speaks to me. The tree desires nutrients. Nutrients in the form of flesh. I must obey. It is of no use to resist. This is my last entry. Ish. Uh, as odd as it sounds, I honestly kind of feel bad for him. Uh, I guess you're right. Sounds like his intentions were good, but that was years ago. Sounds troubled and obsessive at best. Oh, be believe me, he's insane. And I'm prepared to destroy him and that tree. Yeah. Dempsey pockets the book. Uh, roll a perception check for Erky and Dempsey as they continue their search. Alright. Erky 14, Dempsey 19. Cool. Uh, you made out like bandits. Everything of major value is found in Balak's study. Tome of druidic theories on the cycle of life and death. The book says it's worth 150 gold pieces. I assume to the right buyer. In your thorough search, you find cubby holes in the desk and they hold 365 gold pieces and four agate gems. Jeez Louise. We are making up like bandit. It's getting heavy carrying all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know how, but this has been quite fruitful. We can get out of here. Alright, now there are some spell scrolls located in some of the tomes on Balak's bookshelf. However, there is also a trap. Seeing as I'm the player and the dungeon master, it only seems fair if we make a roll. Roll a d20. Let's say if it lands on 11 or higher, you succeed and the scrolls are yours. If you get a 10 or below, you trigger the trap. 11. Perfect. Couldn't have got any luckier. Alright. Hey, what, what have you got there, Meepo? Uh, Meepo hands over a pair of old tomes. The covers are written in a druidic language. 
I don't believe anyone here can read what they say. Hey, I believe these are worth something to the right buyer. Not bad, Meeple. Um, I will buy these off of you. Let me square up at the end of this. Hold me to it. Look at you, Erky. You've turned a new leaf. <laughs> You're actually considering paying Meepo. I like it. You have a spell scroll of Entangle and a spell scroll of Protection from Poison. Both are druid spells, it looks like, so I don't... I'll have to look up how that works. I don't really think you can use those. Regardless, they're in your inventory. So remember to mark those down. By you, I mean me. Uh, this door's unlocked. I got distracted with a journal and forgot to try the door after my initial twist. I think we're good to go. Before you exit the room, I'll say you had enough time in there reading in the study chamber for a quick short rest. So you weren't doing anything strenuous. We'll roll or hit dice. And um, I think only Dempsey needs it. But either way, we'll get your health situated here. Alright, we address that. You use your hit dice. I've marked them. Um, you push open the door and it seems to catch on some of the ground vegetation growing near the door frame. Twigs and roots are piled on the floor of the sagging chamber. The collapsed southern wall opens into a vast cavern. Luminescent fungus on the rough walls and high roof loom over a twilight grove of sickly briars, bushes, saplings, and other woody plants. Ruined walls and hollow towers protrude from the briars. So, beyond the initial room you're in, you can just tell this is a massive cavern, and when the citadel fell about a thousand years ago, it looks like you're kind of in the remains of the basement, which has kind of fallen, fallen apart over the years of all this vegetation growing, taking over. Uh, you are in what once used to be probably like a 20 foot by 20 foot room. The southern wall has been destroyed and is now open up to the large cavern. It's pretty clear you are deep underground in a hollow cave space. Now shall we march forward? You move past the fallen wall. You are now on the cavern floor. Soil is beneath your feet. There's an occasional tower here and there, pretty much crumbled. Pale, spindly briars press close casting twisted shadows on the earth floor and the violet light. If the party wasn't composed of little folk, you would have to make a roll as you pass through the thick briar bushes and rough terrain. But you're able to pass through everything, all the vines and branches. I imagine it's going to take you about 30 minutes though to, to move to the next section. As you do that, make a perception check. 12. You see nothing, however, you hear a lot which is almost worse, it's almost scarier. It's like sleeping outside in the forest at night, constant branches rustling around, leaves falling, sticks snapping. Unfortunately, you were just engulfed in a sea of briars, bushes, and fallen logs. You have a, a long way to go, it feels like. You are definitely in a cave space, but you would have no way of knowing that as you were just completely engulfed. Uh, after 30 minutes of walking, you reach an old stone wall. The wall was once part of the citadel, but now it's just a wall, mostly covered in vines and fungus. Can't be much further. The ceiling of this cave is definitely large enough to house the tree. 
Just a matter of, matter of finding it now, though. I wasn't so af afraid of attracting more goblins and twig plates. I lit a torch. And I seemed to burn all these bushes and vines down to a pile of ash. I'm glad you didn't do that. There'd be no way of getting out of this. I feel like there's just a tinderbox waiting to be lit. A walled clearing is here among the briars. The walls are about 20 feet high, which is less than half the height of the cavern ceiling. Several varieties of plants grow around the perimeter of the clearing, including a few suspicious looking saplings. But their importance pales before that which stands at the courtyard center. Beneath the fungal light grows an evil tree. Its black and twisted limbs reach upward like a skeletal hand clawing its way out of the earth. The tree almost looks dead. The rest of the party clears the briar patch. Group sighs for a moment. <sighs> made it. Everyone kind of takes turn giving each other hugs. You give Dexter a large bear hug. Erky and Meepo, who seem to be bonding recently, especially after the, the spider. They share a moment. All four of the party members stare up at the tree in disbelief. Feeling a warmth seems to wash over you and the group. I mean, after a month-long hike from Greenest to Oakhurst, after sent, descending into the depths of the citadel, after defeating the rats, giant rats that is, goblins, hobgoblins, capturing a dragon, even rescuing Erky, and escaping the spider's web, you are merely 50 feet from your final goal. Thank you, everyone. I couldn't imagine where I'd be without you guys. Dempsey, look ahead. We're not alone. Before the tree stands a few twig blades. A heavily armored human male with a shield and sword. Blonde young human woman in a robe fit for a noble. And a middle-aged bearded human male wearing a hooded brown robe and armed with a staff and sickle. The younger humans have black eyes and gray skin with the texture of bark. Though it's probably hard to tell if the texture of bark from this far out. A moment ago you were you know, overwhelmed with delight. I think reality's starting to set in. As you realize the tree is guarded. Magnificent, isn't it? The older hooded male turns towards you, and in doing so, the two other humans Stand upright in attention. Be not afraid of the Kulfias tree. Come, step out of the shadows. Alright, with that I say we end the session. We will pick up next time as we head into our final battle. This will be the last session of the Sunless Citadel. Well, at least the last combat session. So, see you then, and best of luck. Oh, and if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out. I plan on doing like a Q&A, or at least a recap episode at the very end. Kind of a debrief. You can listen to it on any podcast or YouTube. So, check out the show notes. I've already had a couple of people reach out with some questions, so I plan on doing something at the end. Anyway, see you there.
bye bye